1: Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Bengal Tiger Recruiting Podcast. I am Billy Embody. With me is Shay Dixon once again, as we turn the page to 2024 and kicking you off with kind of a little primer of sorts for this class and a big one for LSU, one that can build off of a top five recruiting class finish for Brian Kelly and the Tigers in the class of 2023, one that already is one of the best in the country in 2024. With plenty of time, visits, commitments, drama to come. And the easiest way we wanted to break down this first kind of preview into some of the prospects you should know is by going down the list and picking the ones that LSU's got to get, some of their dream gets that they could possibly end up landing, as well as naming a couple of our favorite early commitments for the Tigers. So, Shay, let's jump in. Louisiana, always a big, piece of the LSU recruiting puzzle a 2024 cycle that right now is still emerging still finding its footing I think of guys that are LSU type of players we know some familiar names already but we both wanted to go ahead and break down our muskets in Louisiana this isn't a slight towards guys that didn't make the cut we limited ourselves across the board here to one player on offense and one player on defense each and I'm going to go ahead and lead off here, Shea. Um, Acadiana defensive lineman Dominic McKinley is my must-get for LSU in Louisiana. When it comes to defensive linemen in Louisiana, LSU has done a pretty good job of keeping them in-state. You think about Mason Smith being that big, dynamic defensive tackle. You look at and ja- uh, Roy being such a critical piece to the puzzle for LSU. This is kind of that guy who I feel like is next up. Uh, There are a group of defensive linemen who are notable, but Dominic McKinley is the big one that's on the rise. 6'5", around 270 pounds, has been exploding on the recruiting trail as of late. LSU, one of the latest schools to offer, joining Alabama, Georgia, Texas A&M, schools from across the country here. And when you flip on the tape for him, his first play, his interception return for a touchdown, which you don't see many defensive linemen jumping out on tape doing that. Um, And he comes from a program that's, you know, produced plenty of talent. You know, Terrence Welch was out of Acadiana. Uh, When you look at LSU trying to continue to stake that claim in that region of the state, what better way to do it than grabbing a defensive lineman in a year where you've got to have defensive tackles and getting the one that everyone right now seems to want if they could get Dominic McKinley, that would make a huge statement. Their goal now is to get him on campus here as junior days, get fired up in the spring, spring practice, get him on campus. Hopefully he camps and, and gets to see what Jamar Kane is all about. Uh, but Frank Wilson, Brian Kelly went by Acadiana right at the end of January to offer Dominic McKinley. And for me, that's where I start is certainly in the trenches. And Dominic McKinley seems to be the one that jumps out to me.
0: I like the choice. I think it could be made that he maybe had the best junior year of all three defensive linemen in the state defensive tackles. I should say that they've offered Melvin Hills, Demarion Johnson, a couple of other guys uh, sort of all in that same area uh, are producing uh, or now seem to be after being productive as juniors, the top guys in the state at the position, we made a rule that we could not choose the same people. So let's lead off with that because there'll be some agreements that, We would have picked the same person. It also, and I think you'll see this as we go through, Louisiana's top-heavy, or excuse me, at least at the top's heavier on defense than it is offense. Like, there is a a lot of defensive guys that we're not going to be talking about that do fit into these musket categories, but again, we can only choose two. With McKinley off the board, I'm going Tylan Singleton out of Manny, one of the state's best players, Billy, the on three consensus has him as the state's number one prospect. Linebacker is a need. He made the move safety to linebacker. Linebackers were colleges are recruiting him. He's more of a kind of a complete linebacker than what you saw a year ago uh, at Manny with Tackett Curtis. Tackett Curtis is very much kind of getting the backfield pass rusher. I think Singleton can be in coverage a good bit. It's, it's a need. It's one of the shallowest spots on their roster. He's the best linebacker in the state. And I look back a year ago, you had to go get Whit Weeks out of the state. You had to go get Christian Braithwaite out of Texas and you missed out on a number of Louisiana linebackers. You don't want that to happen two years in a row. That's why I'm voting Tylen Singleton as my must get in Louisiana on defense.
1: Yeah, and I think that one is a is a great fit as well. Um, you talked about the need, but also a, a recruiting battle that is shaping up with Tylen Singleton. I mean, he was at... Texas A&M uh, TCU is recruiting him very hard had him on campus I believe the same weekend as LSU Alabama he went and checked out uh, whoever was TCU was playing so he's certainly highly sought after which is always a good sign that's what you want all your commits to be um, and and targets for that matter I think you know with the departure of Jess Curtis a lot of people who follow recruiting know some of the drama associated with that um, that is has that kind of boiled up over the past few years now he's you know out the door at Manny, Tylen Singleton could very well be uh, that player that kind of starts that pipeline uh, of players uh, that head to LSU. They're going to have a battle on their hands, but I love that pick uh, when it comes uh, to need and making a statement again in recruiting, which I think is always important. You want to make statements um, when you can, you know, keep guys in state and also uh, win some of these other big recruiting battles out of state, which we'll get to as well. We flip over to the offensive side of the ball. And I think when you look at this state right now, you know, they have Kyrie Lee committed on the offensive line. But outside of that, there aren't many surefire type of players that you can sit there and say, well, LSU has to have him. There's not a Jamar Chase right now. There's not um, a Clyde Edwards Alaire or a Leonard Fournette or some of those guys. This is a you know, side of the ball in Louisiana that is still trying to, again, find its footing, but there are two highly touted guys in state, um, that, that we both selected. I go in new Orleans, you go to Holy cross and you find wide receiver Kobe young. Uh, he's taken a few visits. Uh, he's been to LSU as well in the past month, which is important. Um, I think that shows his genuine interest in LSU. Um, you know, we just saw Jawan Johnson go to Colorado Um, And he wasn't on LSU's campus in January. Kobe Young was one of those players uh, that was on campus. He was also at Tennessee. Um, He has other programs after him like Tulane, Mississippi State. Um, There are others that are after him as well and programs that are evaluating him, uh, programs that are going to want him on campus. Right now, he sits in the on three consensus as a three-star prospect. On three is fairly high on him just on the cusp of of reaching four-star status. So we could see him move up as the rankings unfold and we get to see him in camp and get to see more of him. But uh, wide receiver, it always seems like a good idea to take at least one Louisiana receiver every year. This is a state that it's worked out for LSU when they've done that. Um, And right now, I would say Kobe Young. I, I do think this is a position that we could see some guys emerge in the state as far as making some noise. Um, with maybe a camp offer or just, you know, going through the evaluation pros- process. But for me, it, it's Kobe Young, and, and I think he's trending uh, to LSU as well for that
0: matter. I'm with you. And look, you'd have to think back, and hopefully Jalen Brown and Kyle Parker can snap this streak, but the last out-of-state receivers that made real impacts at LSU were Terrence Tolliver and Brandon LaFell, and those guys are more than a decade removed from campus. That's just how good – Louisiana wide receivers are even in I say it all the time, even in the down years, Billy, of quote unquote down years at receiver. It was DJ Chark. It was Russell Gage. Those guys start for NFL teams. So Louisiana will give you receivers every cycle. There'll be others beyond Kobe Young that pop up. I'm certain of that. But Kobe Young, no doubt at this point. Look, Bama was all over him in the open contact period, went and saw him at Holy Cross or went to Holy Cross. So uh, they will be recruiting against a, uh, a lot of the who's who in that one. I'll go, mine's pretty straightforward. I'll go trade as green and coming out of East Feliciana at six, five and a half, probably, you know, more than two twenty. He's a great basketball player. He is finding his way as a football player. Um, He's chosen to go the tight end route, still very raw, but he is one of the state's top prospects in two sports. And I think for that reason, if I'm looking at offense, they just signed a great tight end class. Three guys who all do a little bit different things. You can bring a guy like Trey Green in. He's a pass catcher for you. He's a total mismatch guy with his size. And just because there's not a ton of other skilled players on offense that I'm really looking at, and they've already got an O lineman in the boat. They haven't offered any more O linemen yet. I'll stick with their offer sheet and I'll pick the only other guy on offense that's been offered, Trey Green.
1: Yeah. And that one makes a ton of sense. And and he's a two sport guy and, and one that is still developing as a football player. He's a basketball player as well. Um, he's been on campus for some LSU basketball games too. Matt McMahon and his staff are recruiting him. Um, but just talking with some sources, I think he ends up picking football in this sense. Um, but there, there are there's a foot, there's a basketball aspect that could make this very interesting. You know, Houston's a school that, for example, is recruiting him in both. Um, I'm pretty sure. And um, you know, from what I've talked talked to some sources on the Houston side of things, actually, and um, that's something to watch. But do you think his long term future is likely to be in football? And you know, if we were to, would have recorded this podcast in maybe a couple of weeks, we might have somebody else on the offensive side of the ball. You know, evaluating somebody like a Kavion Bruce, Sard, out of Zachary, um, who could be you know fitting into that that mold in Louisiana on offense as far as a a must land. Um, but before we get to the dream gets, which I'm sure people are going to love to an extent, maybe roll their eyes at one here or there. We got to tell you, subscribe to the Bengal Tiger for $30 for a year, Gets you covered until September. So it gets you right up until football season. And there are still hats available, Founders Club hats. You can uh, get those on thebangletiger.com. You go to the message board, you find the thread. If not, email me. Uh, DM me on Twitter, say that you subscribed, and I'll send you that link uh, to that post if you can't find it. Uh, we we do have uh, still Founders Club hats to uh, to share with those folks that subscribe to the site, and we've had a bunch of people subscribe in the past uh, few weeks as uh, signing day wrapped up and everything, so we appreciate you guys who have subscribed. Shay, the dream gets on offense and defense. Um, all sure. four of them guys of various levels of – uh, caliber recruit, uh, various levels of realistic, um, you know, gets, but all do have legit ties to LSU and, um, all have been, uh, to LSU as well. Or in, in one of their cases, has taken in a game and will get back for a visit next month. I'll let you lead off with this one, um, because this is one where when you said it, I, I, circled it this is a, a dream type of get and one that LSU fans would would be holding over a certain school's head for quite some time
0: okay are we going uh straight into like moving past the must get out of state how are we fitting like what i don't know how we're, we describe all these we're going to we're going to circle back to must get out of state because that we're
1: going to we're going to put the 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 dream scenarios in the middle here. So we're going to leave people starting off good, feeling good at the end, but certainly a a little level of drama in the middle.
0: Okay. And when we say must get out of state, which is coming later in the pod, then it's not so much must get like, these all have to have a realistic element to it. So maybe it's not like must get, or it would be like, it would be a really nice get type thing.
1: Um, Dream get would be somewhat, realistic more on the less realistic side for various reasons that we're going to talk about but also that they are a huge need they are a highly highly sought after high level highly ranked prospect and then must get is more of a well this player has been to campus they are in his top schools uh it seems a little bit more straightforward as far as their interest level okay that's kind of the must get
0: So my dream get that you teased on defense has to be, and again, we're not allowed to pick the same person. So when you, when I say mine, you can just wait for Billy's and then listen then, but I'm going five-star Alabama commit Jalen Mbakwe. And I say that because he fits into this because he did just visit right before the dead period. He gave some good quotes to Chad Simmons on on three about it felt like home. It was a good fit, but I'll give you five reasons why i would be a dream get he's from Alabama and is committed to Alabama. He's a five-star. He plays cornerback. He's a track athlete who has an LSU track offer. And if you just want a glimpse of what he can do on the track, he most recently in outdoor uh, or excuse me, in 2022 competition outdoors, So that was a year ago, uh, ran a 10, four, six, 100, and he's well under 22 seconds in the 200. So Absolutely elite track athlete. You know how that translates to football. And then if you've got a five-star who's a big-time track athlete and big-time football player, that's like an NIL dream. That's my, that there you go. That is my dream get on defense, Jalen Mbakwe, five star out of Alabama.
1: And to add to this, to just kind of help with Shay's case on this one too. I, I saw Jalen Jalen Mbakwe at, at Battle Miami and I mean, he moves so well. I mean, He is twitchy as all get-out. And just talking with him going into that LSU visit, they're recruiting him really hard. They're giving it their best go. So this is somebody that they are poking around on, and, and you could even say a little bit more than poking around on since they had him on campus. They got him to Baton Rouge. Um, he stayed overnight and, and got the whole experience. We'll see how it goes from here. Um, I would imagine – Next step would be trying to get him back for an official visit. If that happens, maybe maybe we're talking about him a little bit more realistically. But he okay, is this is the out.
0: drum roll moment for what everyone's been waiting on. The only person anybody cares about hearing talked about on this podcast, Billy, take the stage. You picked first here, too. I did your dream defensive out of state get
1: five-star Duncanville edge defender, Colin Simmons, the number one edge defender in the country. He set a state championship record for sacks. He made mincemeat of of Houston North Shore in that championship game. Um, he's been to LSU multiple times. He is, I would still say, a position of need. You know, you have Deshaun Womack, a five star, you just landed at the edge position last year, but they're kind of they're they're kind of different. You know, Colin Simmons is very much like I would say a shorter Caleb On Chasson. Uh, he has that real real speed off the edge. Deshaun Womack, a little bit bigger body, somebody that has a chance to probably play both spots at, you know, defensive end and, and um, you know, that stand-up pass rusher. But Colin Simmons just goes off the edge. A little bit of Marcel Brooks in his pass rushing, for those who recall uh, Marcel Brooks uh, from that 2019 season rushing the passer. He's got genuine LSU interest. He loves it at LSU. Will they get him? This one's going to be all over the place. You know, this is somebody that at the end of uh, July told me just days earlier he was going to visit LSU, him and Kadavian Dotson. And and a day later, they were going all the way out to Oregon instead. So Oregon's going to be a factor. Alabama's going to be a factor. Georgia's going to be a factor. Oklahoma, Texas, Texas A&M, TCU, All sorts of programs are going to host him. All sorts of schools are going to probably feel decent about where they stand to get him over the course of his recruitment. He was even saying if they win state championship, he was going to commit on the field afterwards and got the chance to ask him. Well, is this the time? And his mom said, no, you you probably should wait on that front and uh, make make, uh, you know, take make more visits, take your time. Uh, He's somebody that visited Georgia right after. Uh, the dead period ended in January. He's going to be on a bunch of campuses. Um, I, I feel like with him, it's a dream scenario because of how many people you would be beating out. Uh, you know, one thing I'll say is Jamar Kane has done really well recruiting elite edge prospects and getting them. He's done that. We know what he needs to do at defensive tackle this cycle and, and show a little bit more in that regard, but he has the recruiting chops to hang in there with a guy like Colin Simmons. They have some others on the board, of course. They have Collage Cobbins in-state. They have some others that they're recruiting out there as well. But when you look at top targets for LSU, Colin Simmons is the guy everyone talks about in 2024. It'd be a dream if he put on the purple and gold and came all the way down from Duncanville, Texas, to end up a Tiger. It would only add to what is starting to be a good foothold that LSU is getting in DFW as well. So uh, Colin Simmons, we could talk about him, honestly, for a whole podcast.
0: Yeah. TBD, moving on. Okay, so that's obviously the big one that everyone is waiting on. Offense doesn't seem as fun to me. I guess we just love the guys who are flashy five-star defenders that get after it. But we did go Dream Gets on offense. Um, Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first here?
1: I'll go first. And this one is a dream because you look at – his position. And when you look at the 2023 class that they just brought in, they brought in Zalance Hurd, a five-star offensive tackle. They brought in Tyree Adams, who's one of the best offensive tackles in the country. They now have a plan at offensive tackle. And it involves Will Campbell for, you know, the next two years, potentially, maybe beyond that. But two, it involves Zalance Hurd long-term. It involves Tyree Adams long-term. And then you get into what's next. And John Daniels out of Pensacola Pine Forest would be who's next. And he's a top 50 prospect overall for on three. He was excellent at the National Combine in San Antonio. I saw him in January. He looked the part physically. Um, He's not as huge as Lance Hurd is, but he's got that prototypical size and length for an offensive tackle that you want. And he's going to add weight. And eventually be a 6'5", 310 pounder uh, who can really move and protect on the edge. And he would probably be, if they landed him, and let's say Will Campbell goes 2023, 2024, and is out the door. I would think that after a 2024 redshirt year, you could very well look to him at left tackle and have Zalance Hurt as your starter at right for the entirety of his career potentially. That would be how I would look at it. That's just me looking at his length, his body type, and just his talent level. He's set to visit LSU in March. He was uh, in uh, New Orleans for LSU Florida State. Florida State is also after him. Uh, Auburn's after him. Georgia's after him. Uh, A bunch of schools have hosted him, uh, including uh, Auburn, Florida State, Georgia, in the last uh, month. Now he's set to visit LSU in March. That's his only visit he has set um, for March as of now. I just texted with him yesterday. And this is one of Brad Davis's top guys. And if they can get him and beat out Florida State, which is right down the road for, from him, just kind of like LSU is somewhat right down the road from him, uh, down I-10, um, You know, this would be a massive, massive land and a dream scenario to kind of start out, especially continuing to build up that tackle depth and talent at LSU.
0: I like the choice. I tried not to go offensive line after that and they have a quarterback committed, so I didn't need to go there and I'll address in a bit why I didn't go running back. So I've already chosen a tight end. It defaulted me into receiver here. I'll stick with my theme of having um, a real affinity and special place in my heart for track athletes. And this guy receiver runs uh, or at least has a 1064 four in the hundred is uh, at 20, a sub 21 and a half in the 200. Uh, And is already right there touching, breaking 50 in the 400, which is straight grown man race. Ryan Wingo, out of St. Louis, a top five receiver uh, in the consensus rankings. And he fits into the dream category because LSU is not considered the team to beat. Um, Every school, BAM offered him yesterday, I believe it was, or on Monday of this week. Uh, But Notre Dame, Tennessee uh, are considered some schools out front. But he has visited LSU multiple times now. So there is real interest being in St. Louis. They've got some connections with the staff to that area. Hankton has proven already that he's willing to go outside the state and recruit at the wide receiver position. This is an early target of theirs. It's not realistic enough for me to put into any of the other categories at this point. So he's my dream get on offense.
1: I, I like that pick as well. We, went back and forth on a a bunch of these um, really trying to figure out kind of, you know, bounce some ideas off. What, what would be the right pick for each category? And, you know, Ryan Wingo is a good one for this one. And like you said, he's, he's been to campus, he's caught a game. Um, Now what's next is getting him back on campus, scheduling an official, you know, Robert Steeples has his ties to St. Louis. This is going to be one of those guys where they're probably just going to have to hang in there and um, you know, see if you can get an official, And go from there. He somewhat reminds me of Carnell Tate from last cycle, in the sense that wouldn't shock me if he showed up for an official visit. Even though LSU isn't getting a ton of buzz right now, Um, and they're going to have a battle on on their hands to get him, but I think they could very well end up with with a with an official visit from Ryan Wingo. Now. Before we get to our must-get, our must-get players, our more you know, realistic side of the podcast, we do have to tell you about our friends at RogueShop. RogueShop.com. Promo code BangleTiger gets you 10% off your order. Don't forget about that promo code BangleTiger gets you 10% off. Uh, Richard and Char, the husband and wife that run the show at rogueshop.com, uh, are craft cannabis farmers. They specialize in small batch. Sustainable plant medicine, giving you a whole, uh, a holistic type of small business. Uh, they're up in Wisconsin. It's a veteran owned business um, with a small indoor cannabis grow and manufacturing center. They do work by hand. Uh, this is not a huge outfit. Um, they sell Delta Eight, Delta Nine, CBD, and HHC. Uh, they don't use middlemen on these uh, products. If you have sleep issues, if you have pain, anxiety, um, insomnia, they have all sorts of things uh, just to help you out on that front. Uh, they will be there on the live chat when you go to the website, rogueshop.com, to help you out, answer all of your questions. Odds are you're going to talk to Richard and Shar and get your answers direct from them. Uh, Shay, I mean, you you just put in your, your latest order. Um, I'm a big fan of the Creams. Um, I know last time we did this uh, with Maddie B, we talked about my brother using some of the gummies. I mean, this is, this has really been an awesome partnership for us at the Bengal Tiger.
0: Yeah. And we've already gotten some testimonial from folks on the site. No surprise. MSP was one of the first to uh, review it, but he said, Hey, look, I got on there immediately was talking with Shar about things. She broke down kind of, Hey, here's what you need to be looking for. He said, Hey, here's what I've, Tried in the past or I have no experience with this. And that's how kind of the back and forth with those guys works. And uh, they'll, whether you're a first timer, um, you know, kind of testing any out out, any of this stuff, or you've done it before, just not with rogue shop. Um, they kind of walk you right through it. They did with us and um, great people to be paired up with. We're happy about it. Uh, and yeah, look, Bengal tiger promo code. We already saw a few people on the board the other day uh, after we put up the podcast that so they had jumped in and made some orders. So we appreciate you guys. And uh, a shout out to Shar uh, and to the whole group up there for continuing everything they're doing.
1: Yep. Again, Bengal Tiger is the promo code for ten percent off. Uh, support the small business and, and a veteran-owned one as well. Um, so support robeshop.com. Appreciate you guys who have already done that. Back to the podcast. Now we've got probably you know the the more intriguing for for the who's going to end up. At LSU, or who could very well end up at LSU, part of this uh, out of state exercise. And we lead off with the must get out of state on offense. Now, Shay, do you want to go first on this one, or uh, do we keep um, a certain high school in the Dallas area second when it comes to talking about these prospects?
0: No, lead off. Okay, so this has to be somewhat realistic, right? Like they're in on this guy; they're in a top group with him. And I'm gonna go Caden Durham, and he goes to Duncanville, which is where Billy's dream get on the defensive side, and Colin Simmons hails from. So yes, I'm playing a little bit of a little bit of recruiting poker here to see if hey look if I get Duncanville running back in the boat, Duncanville's running back in the boat, does that help me out at all with the edge rusher? But the reality remains. He's also a very good player, and LSU's offered him, Bama's offered him, Oklahoma's sort of considered the front runner here has offered him, uh, Billy's SMU Mustangs, uh, another local school have offered him, Mississippi State. I mean, you name it. He's uh, Florida. He's got big-time offers. So a top 25 running back right now on the consensus, a four-star. We'll see ultimately where he falls in that range. But I also offer this up, Billy, because – I know I look around Louisiana and there's not that running back, you know, kind of one two punch like they had this year. But more importantly for me, next year in 2025, Louisiana can give you up to three, maybe as many as you want. There'll be four or five SEC caliber running backs, including maybe a couple of the best running backs in the entire country are coming from Louisiana. So if I'm Frank Wilson, I know I've got that in front of me. I know I've got a deep roster right now. We'll see what it ultimately looks like. I just need one guy and it can be a guy like Caden Durham and that'd be perfectly fine. They've already hosted him. They've offered him. He's no lock. Obviously I wouldn't even go to, as far as to say they were leading right now, but I do think that you want a running back in this class. So for me, a guy like Caden Durham really makes sense early on.
1: Yeah. And this is one where, look, we, we talked about it. You know, Brandon hood is another running back there on out of Georgia who goes to DJ Chester's high school, but, you know, he hasn't come back just yet from his torn ACL. So we want to see what happens there. They only have four offers out to running backs. There might be one that's listed as an athlete, but four true running back offers out right now. Um, And I believe one of them uh, or two of them, actually, I talked to both of those, uh, Anthony Carey and and Stacey Gage, doesn't seem like LSU's, you know, on them as much as they were when they extended an offer a while ago. So Caden Durham is right now, right up there for LSU when it comes to targets at that running back spot. And I I think it's a great, great pick as well. Uh, The offensive MVP of the state championship game, he ran through that North shore defense that has tons and tons of talent on it. Um, So a good pick by Shea uh, there. And I I think he gets back for a visit uh, this spring as well to check it out even more. I'm going to go. And this is where I struggled because I feel like one, they've got a quarterback on board two. I could see, you know, another offer going out at offensive line to KB on Broussard in Louisiana, potentially. You have Karee Lee on board uh, on the offensive line. You have Jojo Stone, who is committed as like a slot. They're going to have to battle to keep him, but he's committed. And then you have this group of receivers that you try to dive through and find a realistic one. And I'm not going to name who who I probably would have picked if i gone re- – Went receiver, but he's going to visit LSU in March. Story just dropped over the weekend on the site for a little teaser. But a new offer. Four-star tight end, Caleb Odom out of Carrollton, Georgia. Same high school where they just offered. 2026 elite quarterback, Julian Lewis, who was just in uh at LSU. They turned around and offered Caleb Odom, who had been to LSU before. Uh, he really looks the part physically. I think he's a really natural pass catcher. Um, for, 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 you know, the tight end position and at LSU is a school he's going to visit right after the dead period. He wants to get to, he wants to check out. And so I think that says a lot. He's got a few other schools that are on him without a doubt. Um, he's been to, you know, a few college campuses. He's already been, um, close to double digit visits. I think in his recruitment, he was at Georgia tech, um, in January as well. Um, and, and I think he was at Florida as well, um, but Notre Dame just offered, Michigan just offered, but LSU's catching his eye. And Mike Denbrock's building relationship. We know what LSU did in the state of Georgia last cycle and what they're doing in 2024. This is a pretty realistic option that I'm seeing right now as it stands uh, for LSU. Right now, I don't believe Georgia's offered, so that's something to factor in as well. But he's a very, very good tight end, plays on one of the best teams in Georgia, I think this would be a guy that if you can reel him in, you've solidified that tight end room. You've already got Tavion Galloway committed, um, but I love what what Caleb Odom brings to the table. And quite honestly, just reading the tea leaves with him, this is an offer that he really, really wanted. And now he's going to be, you know, getting back to LSU to to check out uh, the campus and and meet with the staff more that he more now that he has an offer. So um, very realistic and a must-get type of uh, player for me on the offensive side of the ball. I'll lead off with mine on defense as far as muskets, gets because uh, Shays, I think, is a little bit more realistic. And, and also, he kind of sticks with, um, you know, I, I think a guy that has been to campus multiple times and checked it out. Um, I go um, to McKinney, defensive back, uh, Xavier Philosame. Uh, He is somebody that wants to get to LSU uh, in the spring. He's been to multiple campuses already. Oklahoma and TCU are in it. Um, SMU's in it. They've hosted him uh, multiple times. Um, He dropped a top 10 list uh, that included LSU, and he's not been to LSU yet. Uh, his, His top schools are Arkansas, Baylor, Florida State, Georgia, LSU, Oklahoma, Oregon, SMU, TCU, Tennessee, and USC. I'd kind of handicap the race right now a little bit more towards Oklahoma and TCU at this point. But I do feel like when you look at the safety position for LSU, they signed Kylan Jackson. They signed um, you know, Ashton Stamps has some safety versatility. JB and Tobiano has some safety versatility. They have Michael Doherty um in at uh nickel, but I still feel like this is a position in 2024 they'd really love to address even more. um, Because as we'll see, there are some guys out there uh, that they have committed and one that we're going to talk about here that might be a little bit more of a linebacker. So in that case, you need to find a true safety. I think Kerry Cooks, who has deep ties to Dallas, that Dallas area, when I was going down the list of some realistic possibilities at this position, this is one that stood out to me out of state from talking with him. He was really impressed with what they did in year one uh, and wants to get to LSU as well this spring. So uh, we'll be watching him uh, to see if he makes it back to campus and, and see if the wheels really start turning on that one.
0: You teased mine. Well, Billy, mine is going to be a name that recruiting fans who follow the site or follow ahead into the 2024 class already know he's a top 10 defensive lineman, four star out of Arkansas Charleston Collins and I like him for so many reasons. I think he's a high IQ kid, um, the kind of guy that Brian Kelly is probably salivating uh, to get onto campus or onto the roster after he's hosted him so many times. He was the kind of guy, Billy, that was he gets invited to you know a visit last spring, he comes. He gets invited to camp, he comes. He gets invited to a game, he comes. So he's made himself available to the staff a lot. And LSU is the heavy favorite on the on three recruiting prediction machine it's early but you look at Arkansas he's an in-state guy he's prioritized but they just had a D coordinator change Barry Odom obviously no longer there Ole Miss was a team that got him to campus a good bit they just had a coordinator and some changes on defense LSU's got continuity Jamar Kane made him an early target he's spoken to both you and I in interviews very highly of the staff, the fit at LSU, all these different things. Um, I wouldn't be surprised at some point if he said LSU was the team to beat. Um, I feel I feel like this is a very realistic top target for me to circle uh, on the defensive side. So that's my out-of-state must-get. D-lineman, who's going to play with his hand in the dirt somewhere along the D-line, and has been very high on you and given you a lot of visits even ahead of his senior season. What can you do to close that over the spring and the summer is something I'm watching.
1: And and a little aside about him, when he came up to camp or down to camp, he did not have an offer. He earned the offer that day. And I remember being there and you were there as well. You were on hiatus, but you were there. He had to be told to kind of calm down. You know, he was and they had a really good group of tackles in this camp over the summer, and he was just destroying them and letting them know about it and doing all of those things. High motor. I mean, he just screams um, what you want a defensive end to do. And he's kind of undersized, too, a little bit. I think he might be six two and a half, um, And I forget who. I think it was. Was it Josh Allen, the Kentucky defensive end? Uh, that Madhouse had, who who was um, pretty elite. Um, somebody can check that for us on the internet. Uh, but uh, that's kind of the comp that he's kind of been given. And, you know, Madhouse has developed guys like that. Jamar Kane does a really good job with defensive ends. And while he might have grown out of being a jack, he's probably that strong side defensive end oh, yeah. in the class if they can get him on board. Um, I love that picture. I, I think that's a, that's a perfect example of what the must-get uh, part of the pod was uh, supposed to be. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
0: A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh?
1: Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino.
0: That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes.
1: ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, forward prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for
0: details. What it was intended for. All right. Everyone, you've, you've made it this far. You can make it just a little longer. We have one more name to go each. And we're not going, they only have eight commits right now. They have a top 10 class for 2024. So eight commits doesn't give us a lot of wiggle room to be choosing both sides of the ball. So we offer this up your favorite early commitment of these eight. And again, we can only, we're going to pick different people. Um, I'll lead off with someone that I think is certainly the fan favorite. And I have a tough time not circling him right now, just because I'm so intrigued by it is quarterback, Colin Simmons and oh. Oh, you there? Oh, Colin Harley. Did I say Simmons? Yeah. (laughs) Breaking news into the podcast. Breaking news into the pod. Colin, yes. Quarterback Colin Hurley. Billy, for me, I don't know. There's so much, like even when you look at the rankings, there's real disparity in how people view him. When you see him as a 15-year-old, remember he's young for his grade, then you throw in this twist that he reclassified into a higher grade. So now he's I don't even know how you want to frame it, but he technically just finished his junior year, which is really a sophomore year. Next year will be his final year. So that's the senior year of high school. So he's coming on to campus with less time in high school than most everybody else is having. That said, he's so advanced with his mechanics, his understanding of the game, all these nuanced things about being a quarterback. And you got to see him at uh, Miami uh, 7-on-7 most recently. We saw him at LSU Camp he can light the world. He can make every three lights the world on fire and all those settings. It's about now seeing as he works through being a young quarterback at the high school level, that translating consistently into a really high level of production on Friday nights. I'm really excited to see what his season in 2023 looks like. So for all those reasons and toss in just how, I mean, we talk about Charleston Collins. I mean, Colin Hurley is a well-spoken leader who wants to be the face of the class. He wants to be the guy that helps recruit. He wants to be all these things, and that's what makes you a fan favorite. So for so many different reasons, I'm my choice was easy here in Colin Hurley.
1: Yeah, and, and, I mean, fan favorite, you know, recruit Nick's favorite. I mean, like you said, there, there's some disparity on the rankings, but you watch him throw the football. I mean, he has probably one of the top pure arm talents in the class as far as velocity and just ripping it. Um, and saw that in in Miami for the for battle. Um, I'm going to go with one that probably fired up a few LSU fans in the last month uh, with a visit to Texas A&M, uh, but he turned around and was back in Baton Rouge the next weekend. I'm going to go with four-star Shadow Creek safety Maurice Williams. Now Maurice Williams could very well end up being a linebacker. He's a big body. He's like kind of already past the point of where Kylan Jackson was as far as size. I think with that in mind, he could very well end up being a linebacker and a really good one in this class. We talked about Tylen Singleton. If you got Tylon Singleton, Maurice Williams and Xavier Atkins as your three linebackers in the class, you are thrilled if you are Matt house. Um, so LSU has had Maurice Williams committed all the way back since June, 2022. Um, he's a top 150 overall prospect, both on on three and the on three consensus. Uh, Texas A&M is probably the biggest challenger that LSU really has to be worried about right now. Colorado offered last month. Uh, Nebraska did. Purdue. Um, he's still stacking offers, and he plays on one of the best teams in Texas, um, but he is, and it's hard because there's there are these eight commitments in the class, and I would say they all do the right things for the most part. They might take other visits, but they're very pro LSU on Twitter. They're very much about the future. Um, just some of the chats Maurice and I have had on the side, just you know, about life or you know, recruiting this or that, or, you know, hey, uh, like how big of a factor is AM? You know, he told me, he said, look, I mean, A&M impressed me, but I love where I'm at with LSU. I love the way they recruited me. I love the idea of being a tiger, um, and unless there are major changes, I don't see that changing. Now, you can't always trust what what these prospects say. You've got to continue to follow other elements of it. But that is something that stood out to me is he could have said no, they're a real factor in my recruitment now, and you know, very much just said you know I'm going to visit other places, I'm going to you know see other places and and give them you know more of a chance or go back, and he could very well end up going back, but he clarified all of that in a way by saying look I love where I'm at with LSU that's why I'm committed that's why I've been committed this long and that stood out to me so I mean I think he's a really good football player but I think he's one of the better commits they have in the class he might very well be um, just kind of off the top of my head my top commit if I had to rank them myself
0: he is the highest ranked on on three right now okay
1: that makes me feel a little bit better when I say that And he's doing the right things. He went to Texas A&M and went right back to LSU and took a ride with his coach to go to A&M, check it out. It's where his coach's sister uh, goes to school. Boom. He was supposed to be on LSU's campus campus that weekend and then ends up going back to LSU. So long-winded way to say I think he's a little bit more solid than people probably give him credit for. But like we said at the top of the podcast, you want your commits and your targets to be wanted by other places and for other schools to not be given up. And that's the case with Maurice Williams and a lot of these guys. So I go with Maurice Williams, and uh, I think uh, I'm excited to, to go down and see him in the spring, and, and hopefully he uh, comes back and, and camps at LSU too.
0: That's it. That's it, and that's all. We made it. We, we did it. We
1: uh, ran through the recruiting podcaster this week, giving you guys a little taste of what the 2024 class has to offer right now. Um, some guys LSU's is going after some guys LSU's dreaming about, and, uh, a lot of you guys are dreaming about as well. So we're going to wrap up this edition of the podcast, but first please hit that subscribe button to our YouTube channel. We are so close to 3000 subscribers on the channel. Help us get there. Like we said, last podcast, about half of you guys watch, but don't subscribe. So please throw us a subscribe, uh, subscribe, uh, help us out on that front and, uh, Subscribe to the BengalTiger.com as well. Get your free Founders Club hat. We'll be back later this week with another edition of the Bengal Tiger podcast for Shay Dixon. I'm Billy M. Dumbledore.
0: No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.